Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. until we find your spot, shall we? A gentle reminder, folks, this is a grown folk talk show. So please keep in mind, we are definitely a grown folk talk show. Now, questions, comments, dreams, desires, fantasies, whatever it is that you want to talk about, we can definitely do just that. We can talk. Now, remember, all you have to do is call in 323-927-2906. You can even call if you would like to uh, listen. And if you want to get involved in the conversation, press 1 on your phone. And it will put you in my queue so we can go ahead and hear what you have to say. All right, so let's get down to it. Tonight's show is something that I I just couldn't hold it anymore. We're, we're going to definitely get it out, get it in the open, and we are going to talk something fierce about athletes and sex. So first of all, let me just say this. I love exactly what I'm doing. I love being with Real Fan Sports Radio. So if you're not familiar, please go to the website, go to my Twitter page, True Sex Talk, and it's T-R-U-S-E-X-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. So you can go on to Twitter. Please go and look at my Facebook page and like it. And now let's Get on to the subject. First, let me say this. In my day, I have dated some athletes in my time. In fact, one of the athletes that I actually dated was Ken Norton. And at the time I was seeing Ken Norton, great guy, treated me extremely well. You know, I was modeling. I was going across the country. You know, he sent me long stem red roses in a beautiful gold foil box, you know. Um, I got all kinds of great things that were really nice. But I was never the kind of woman that ever dated a man because he had money because I really didn't care about that. And I had this idiosyncrasy about being someone's property or someone feeling for any reason that I would owe them or that I belong to them. You know, it's one thing when you give your heart to someone. It's a whole other thing when somebody starts paying all your bills and giving you all kinds of money and the next thing you know where you've been, what you've been doing, you know, who you're with, not all you can't hang with them, all of these things. But in my, I'll say my early youth, okay, One of the things that I paid attention to was everything that went on around me. 
You know, and even now it amazes me. If you look at some of these athletes and the amount of liaisons that they have, it's amazing. It's truly, truly amazing. And when I say that, it's not just based on the amount of women that they have or the fact that they may be married and they cheat on a regular basis. But, I mean, honestly, they kind of have the ability to do all of that. You know, they've got the money. They, you know, they're on the court and they, they practice, but they have a lot of a lot of idle time. You know, it just blows me away. And I'm not saying first that all athletes do it, but what I can tell you is that all athletes are approached by women. And I'm talking women who know exactly what they're after, who they're going for, and what they want. And, you know, football players and basketball players, tall, big men, you know, every woman wants a guy that makes her feel small, makes her feel petite. And it's amazing to me, but let me just give you a few examples. And let me just say that I started looking over some articles, and one of um, one of the articles that I started looking at was um, a gentleman who writes uh, for sports named Eddie Cuffin. And, you know, Eddie had explained where he basically, you know, had, had been in the limelight for some years you know, and knew a lot of athletes, all different types. And one of the things that he was uh, talking about is not just the players themselves, but how some of their wives, you know, would also play around. And that in itself, I, I think, just kind of blows me away. But let's talk about some players and the amount of children they have, like, some of you may remember Larry Johnson, uh, Indiana Pacers, and uh, you know he's he's actually uh, gone through some issues based on on his children. He has five kids by four different women, and that's one of the reasons he was contemplating the return to the NBA with the front office role. You know, you got to pay those kids. Charles Rogers, five. Five kids, four different women. You know, six foot three wide receiver. You know, he was a total beast in college. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he could play football, but he didn't know anything about contraceptives. And, um, you know, he was the number two overall draft pick. And his future just kind of plummeted as he got older. I mean, it's one of those things where. You know, oh, my goodness, all these kids, all these women. Um, Ray Lewis, six children. We don't even know how many different mothers there were. Marshall Falk, six children with four women. Sean Kent, seven children with six different women. Antonio Cromarty, and he's like um, – a shutdown corner and, you know, wide receiver in the league, but still seven children with, they don't even know how many women. Jason Caffey, 10 children with eight different women. Travis Henry, 11 children with 10 different women. Evander Holyfield, 11 children with an unknown, unknown amount of women. Whoa, whoa, Calvin whoa, whoa, Murphy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, go back. You said 11... Children. Children. Amanda Holyfield. They don't even know how many different women, how many different mamas there are. Because there are still women coming forward. But how do you not know? How do you not know? Not know what? How many women, if you know how how many children, how do you not know how many women? Well, they know that there's 11 children. What they don't know is, is it 11 children with 10 women, 11 children with five women, 11 children with three women. You see what I'm saying? Wow. 
Uh, I mean, they're not even sure. Here's another one. Calvin Murphy, 14 children. They know that that's with nine different women. Wow. Yeah. Nine, I mean, he might as well start his own team because he also got, you know, the towel boy and the water boy. You know, he got a team of 12. He got 14 kids. 14 kids. And this is what I find to be amazing. And first let me say this. Don't get me wrong. These guys are, they are fabulous athletes. Something to be respected if for no other reason than their physical ability and the things to do that, that, that the, the, the talent to be able to do some of the things they do is phenomenal. It truly is. But let me tell you what isn't phenomenal. It isn't phenomenal when all these players have all these different women that they're messing with and they're not protecting themselves. Or they're leaving it up to the women to say that they're on birth control or to say, oh, no, we're protected, it's good. Or I can't have kids. Or, you know, I don't, I don't know what some of these women say. You know, I've heard some, some women that I knew at different times in my life that it totally blew me away that they would bold-faced lie like that. But the reason, of course, was because if they did get pregnant, then good for them. You know, I was never one of those women who was ever going to have a child with someone that I wasn't in love with. It was just never going to happen. And, you know, I, I find it amazing that some of these women are like, you know, they meet the guy and, and they, James, really, can you fall in love that quick with that many people? Well, it depends on your definition of love. Drunken love, man. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I think it's it's lust. It's all about the lust. And I don't even know, and, and truthfully, I don't care how many kids you have, but fellas, the sex ain't that good because hmm. you're, you're out there with that many different women. It, you know, that's just too much, way too much. It's, and here's what I find to be really amazing, and I remember this. You know, any of the athletes I ever met or dated was not because I ever pursued them or attended any of their games or, or anything like that. I was always somewhere where I was seen. And they, either they had someone make the introduction or they came and introduced themselves. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was one of those things where it seemed to me anyway to, to be natural. Now, you find out later that it's not what you thought it was. And I'll give you an example. You know, I, I made it very clear that I would not date anyone that was married or going through a divorce. So I met a player who literally in 1983, I think it was 83, might have been 82, but I think it was 83, who introduced himself to me after watching me walk across the street. And, you know, I met him and two other friends. They actually stopped the car, turned it around, parked it, and followed me into the um, establishment that I went to. And, you know, he came up. He was very nice. He was quite attractive. He was taller than I was. He was very respectful. And the conversation started, and it really did have a good flow to it. So, you know, for me, that was strange to begin with. So, you know, talked, drank, ate. You know, I, I, now I've met his friends. We've all talked. It was great. We had a great time. Next thing I know, you know, we're going to spend time together and more time. And I've made it very clear that time I happened to be single because I had gotten out of a relationship 
And all of that was wonderful. It was great. He was single, no problem, no worries. Everything was good. And I think we saw each other for several weeks before. He was like, I want you to move in, da-da-da-da-da. I mean, you know, I'm thinking this is great. I'm having fun. We're having a great time, but we're getting to know one another. And I would say probably about, um, I don't know, several weeks in, and I had not moved in, but I had brought a number of my clothes so I could change and be comfortable, right? And we were, we went to the Marriott. We were staying at the Marriott because of Loyola Games. And I will never forget this. Um, in the middle of the night, somebody pounds on the hotel door. He goes in the hallway. He comes back and tells me there's been a car accident. But I'm watching him, and he is not fearful of someone being injured in a car wreck or who's had an accident. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was more anxious. And I saw him being anxious. I was like, huh, isn't that something? I don't think anything of it, you know, except it's gnawing at me. He's flying out next flight, but don't go anywhere. I'm going to be right back. You stay right here. Everything will be fine. So my girlfriend, who is dating one of his friends now, we all still go to the game at Loyola because I'm supporting her, right? Yeah. Now I've met these other guys, and they're cool, and they're all nice, and they're sweet, and they're, you know, we don't go into any detail, and I don't, you know, I haven't put my business out there. I'm not asking them anything or questioning anybody. But we get to the game where, you know, the game's being played the whole bit, and I'll never forget it. After the game, I tell my girlfriend, I said, I'm going to turn around, but I'm going to be within earshot. And I said, I want you to go and ask the coach what happened to so-and-so. So she goes, and I hear the coach, I literally hear him say, Oh, his wife went into labor. He was trying to get there before the baby was born. (laughs) Not only did my heart drop, okay, but I was just, I couldn't believe what I heard at all. I had no idea, and, you know, there was no way for me to really check unless I was asking people, you know what I'm saying? Right. And and that's not the type of person I was. I wasn't going to ask a lot of people that I really didn't know that well to begin with. So I'm blown away. Now, I go to the hotel room, and I change clothes. I decide I'm going to go to the pool. I'm going to chill out. And I am going to talk to some of the guys that I've met who we had dinner with, we partied with, you know, all kinds of stuff, right? And the guys were like, we thought you knew, and it just, we would have never discussed it. I said, you thought I knew, you know, I, I don't understand what would make you think that I would know this. So I go back upstairs, and all of my stuff is gone. Only thing I have on is a bathing suit slid down to there and slid up to there. My stuff has been packed up by the hotel because the head coach of the team found out that he still had that room occupied and they were paying for that room. And as far as the coach was concerned, he was gone. So now I have to go to one of the players because my stuff, everything I own, including the keys to my car, are in a box in the coach's room. So now I have to go to the head coach with a player. I have to knock on the door in a bathing suit with a wrap on. That's all I've got on. And the coach now has, he knows the story, right? Mm -hmm. And he calls him on the telephone and tells him, don't you ever contact this woman again because she is a nice woman. She deserves better than you. And he says, don't call her, contact her. He says, if you do, he said, you're going to be traded. I'll never forget it. I sat there with, with this other player, and 
another assistant coach while they're on the phone and they've made this call and they're going to allow me to get my things. And then the coach looks at me and he says, you could be on TV. You could, you could really create a lot of problems for us. And I said, I don't care about things like that. That's, that was never, you know, me or my reason for, for getting right. involved with him. That was, you know, that's not who I am. And I said, I just want to get my stuff, and I'd really like to go. Coach tried to give me money, and I said, I, I really don't want your money. I, I really just really want to go. And, you know, Coach is adamant that he better not see me or anything. And ironically, you know, he does finally get a hold of me by phone, um, I think, you know, several days later, and he's going to fly in, he's going to do this, I want to see you. But I was amazed because he lied so well that I, I never knew. I had no idea, no clue whatsoever. So I know that there are guys that do that, but I also know that there are women who don't care, could care less whether he's married or not because it doesn't make any difference to, the, to some of these women. And some of these women are scandalous. And what amazes me is that you're, dude, you're married and you're going to have unprotected sex with a woman who, who obviously, you know, most of these women now know you can go on the Internet and find out in a heartbeat, right? You know, now if a, if a woman's messing with a married man, she knows it because she's already looked it up. She's already searching and trying to find out. But these are women that these men are having sex with and could very easily have children with while they're married to someone else. Mm. But in the same right, let me get the boat. These same women, because I just literally found out about one of this, and you know, Kanye West put it in one of his songs, but what we don't realize as, as a society is that it runs rampant. There are a lot of women who, while married, were having affairs with other men and got pregnant by those other men, and their husband thinks those are their babies. Mm-hmm. Case and, and never knew the difference unless there's a health issue. Never had any clue or any idea. And I, I know this because there was a woman who had four children, one girl and three boys, and the, her husband was a trucker and he pulled in a really good, sizable amount of money. And in doing that, you know, he was on the road quite often, but he was very proud of his three sons. He had a close relationship with them. His daughter was his oldest. He was very proud of her. And something happened with one of the boys, and the boy needed to have a blood transfusion, and the mother couldn't do it, but the dad, you know, the doctor automatically assumed that the dad would be able to and found out not only could the dad not give blood, but that he was not that boy's father. The man never said anything to his wife. He waited and had all of his children tested. The only child that was his was his daughter. Those boys were not his. So he divorced this woman, and do you know that because, even though he tricked him, but because he was married to her and he had been daddy to those boys since they had been born, even though he found out that those boys were his and that they, all three boys, another man was their father, who never had dime to do anything for those boys, right? Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening is that man had to pay child support for all four of those children. And he could not disown those boys. Now, what we don't know is that there are several cases out there that that's exactly the same thing, you know, that, that people don't even know about. You know, I can't even begin to think of how many from you know, the 40s, you know, during World War One, World War Two. you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> but think about that for a minute. I mean, seriously, you know, the husband is like, well, I was home, I came home on leave on this time, and that's when she got pregnant. And it's like, what? 
You know, but is that really the case? Is that true? <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. I mean, I hate to say it, but whoa. <laughs> okay. And now, one thing I will say, you know, when an, when an athlete makes a, a sizable amount of money, first of all, he's treated like royalty wherever he goes. So if you're dating an athlete, you know, it makes it kind of nice because he is a sports figure. And not only is he a sports figure, but he's recognized, he gets free things. I remember, you know, you got a Nike contract. Well, here's the catalog. What do you want? Okay, well, there's hiking boots, there's tennis shoes, there's swim shoes. There's a leather bomber jacket. There's a, there's a sweatsuits. You know, before you know it, you have a couple thousand dollars worth of things that you pick. And he's like, okay, we'll order it. Because he gets several thousand dollars worth of merchandise at no cost to him throughout his contract every year. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. He not only gets paid to wear the merchandise, but he is able to pick whatever he wants and whatever they make. And there are things we don't even know about that those companies make. You know, I had no idea that Nike didn't just do, you know, tennis shoes and sweatsuits, but they did, you know, the hiking gear. They did all the different sports. You know, they, not just women, but children, you know, they literally had a catalog. It was like when you were a little kid at Christmas and you got the Sears toy catalog and you could pick everything you wanted. Just like that. There. Yeah. Are you there, James? Are you there? Where are you? Um, it was the same thing. It was the same exact thing. And and they have all this stuff. They have all of these things that, that you know, you can get and they give to you. You know, go to dinner somewhere. Dinner's on the house. Let me bring you a bottle of wine, you know. All these different things that, you know, are extras. And after a while, it makes you kind of feel rather special. Because wherever you are, whatever event, you know, going to premieres at the movies, oh, they get to, to go in before the crowd. You know, you're, you're with all of these people. You meet other entertainers, other athletes. You know, I remember for my birthday one year, because I was in those circles, two entertainers, my favorite entertainers, saying happy birthday to me at the same time. You know who that was? Who? Peebo Bryson and Al Jarreau. What? Saying, yes, saying happy birthday to me. And I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> I am the bomb. Right now is my birthday and I'm the bomb. <laughs> this is my moment. You know? One of my moments. I had several, but that was one of my moments. It was. You know, who can say that Algero and Pivo Bryson at the same time saying them happy birthday? You know? So, so, yeah, you know, there's a lot going on out there. But, you know, let's talk about, for example, you know, the athletes have a special place that they keep their women, even oh, at whoa, the home whoa. game. Let's talk well, about that. Let's take let a me, break. Let's, let's take a break. Let's take wait, a break wait, first. Wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. What I'm saying is they have these, these places that, that, that all of their fans, not just everyday sports fanatics, but, mm-hmm. like, they don't even know who the sick fans are. You know, they're so caught up that they don't even know. You know, I mean, I've literally witnessed where, you know, a player who is overly friendly with another player's fiancé or wife, okay? You visually see it. Now, you hear about it, of course. You know, uh, what's his name? Tony... um, 
Tony Parker. It was married to yeah, Tony Parker. It was married to uh, um, I can't remember her name right now. The actress. Um, and all of that, you know, she thought she was happily married. You know, they toured the world together. They did all these different things. They had projects. You know, the next thing you know, there's um, text messages to another player's wife. Then the text messages get exposed. And, you know, it kind of got messy. I mean, I hate to say this, but in these circles themselves, I guess I just would have thought they would have done everything in their power to keep it quiet. It's kind of embarrassing any way you look at it. You know, that's that's uh, Eva Longoria, that's her name. Yeah, that's her. That's who I was trying to think of, Eva, Long, Eva Long, Longoria. <clears throat> and, uh, excuse me. So, you know, you look at that and you see that and you think to yourself, oh, my goodness, you know, what really is going on? You know, are the circles so tight that they, you know, they they have to 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 really to troll that close to home because that's, that's kind of what I they're trolling, you know. I mean, I don't know, but let's let's think more about that. Let's talk a little more about uh, sex and athletes. We're going to take a quick break and. Um, James, are you there? I'm here. Okay. You sound far away. I'm feeling lonesome. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back with uh, Two Sex Talk. Calling all UFC, MMA, mixed martial arts fans, make sure you tune in every Wednesday night for Tribes Martial Arts Radio. Hosted by Seafood Willie Wilson every Wednesday night on the Real Fan Sports Network. Make sure you log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to get more information. Click on the Tribes MA Radio tab to listen to past shows, or you can download them on iTunes as well. That Tribes Martial Arts Radio every Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m., right here on the Real Fans Network. Make sure you tune in, and until next time, keep blasting. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news, information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do, that's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. April 15th is the tax deadline. I repeat, April 15th is the tax deadline. If you have yet to file your income tax or business tax, there's only one company to use, NVIDIA Group LLC. The NVIDIA Group works for any person, any business, in any situation. You'll find them online at NVIDIAGroupLLC.com. That's NVIDIAGroupLLC.com. Don't let April 15th pass leaving money on the table. Use NVIDIA. 972-386-3427 972-386-3427 or online at NVIDIAGroupLLC.com This is Pro Boxer Liddell the Closer Williams. While I'm busy in the ring, NVIDIA is busy making sure my taxes are done the right way. Together we make a knockout team. For all your tax preparation needs, there's only one team to call, NVIDIA. 972-386-3427 That's 972 972- 386-3427 or go online at NVIDIAGroupLLC.com and tell them the closer sent you.
Talk with Lady G. We are talking about sex, indiscretions, bad decisions, and uh, people who are just not paying attention to the weather report. And when I say weather report, that's because these guys know that they need to put a coat on it. Okay? Mm. You're not paying attention to the Westmore fellows. Put a coat on it. Wrap it up. You know? Here, here is something that, again, going back, I was saying that, you know, they have a set room. And just about, and, I, and I'm not saying every, but just about every arena across the country. And you know what that special room is for, James? Uh, I think I've, I've heard of something similar to this. Uh, it, it's a special room for uh, they want to get together and play spades. Yeah, no. That is definitely not it. But they definitely want to get together. But they don't want them to get together with players' wives. Oh. So Head the room. players' wives are front and center. So they're watching their spouse, they're on the floor, you know, so on and so forth. But there's one room that special lady friends get to go and sit and become unnoticed. They're not going to be on camera. They're not going to be photographed and be publicized, but they're still there. Now, first off, let me just say that it's a pretty ballsy guy to do that. It really does. And there's a sense of arrogance and privilege for a man to think that, you know, one way or the other, it is not going to come back and haunt him because I'm here to tell you it always does. It always, always comes back and haunts you, you know. I mean, literally, and it's amazing to me that, that these guys aren't smarter and don't realize that. And I'll give you an example. Royce White. Now, he has, he's what, played, played uh, for the Rockets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got five children by five different women. You know, literally. And gave one of the women $20,000 to terminate the pregnancy, and she didn't do it. You know, I mean, it's it's amazing to me that these guys don't even realize, you know, like I said about Larry, you know, Larry's uh, five kids by four different women. You know, you start looking at some of this and it's no longer just, I mean. Well, let's, um, not, let's, let's not forget the, the – Number one, uh-huh. um, the number one, if you look at any list that you find anywhere about athletes and illegitimate uh, kids, you're going to find predominantly uh-huh. NBA players, you know, on that list. Well, including, oh, including the number one. And NFL. Yeah, yeah. But you, I, guarantee, I guarantee you're going to find more NBA than any other sport. And, and if you look at the number one person on that list for any athlete, the man with 14 kids and nine baby mamas, uh, none other than yeah. Hall of Famer Calvin Murphy down in Houston. And, and you're right. They yep. got these, these, these rooms in every arena. Side chick or companion can stay out of sight, not on the camera. You know, the funny thing about it is you said how can an athlete or NBA player be so ballsy and so gutsy to, to pull something like that off? Well, nine out of ten mm-hmm. times, the wife that he's with started in that room. You know, so the, the women amazing? know once the, once you get involved, you got you go through stages. First, you start with occasional text message, late night rendezvous. Next thing you know, you're showing up in the room at the arena. Then the next thing you know, if you get lucky enough and stay down for a little while, you end up in the arena in the stands. You know, it's like a natural it's like a natural progression of things. And so a lot of times I've seen it where players uh, uh leave the locker room, kiss his wife, hug his kids, uh, they'll walk to the car, he'll walk with them, but then 
take a detour to go to the room and talk to someone else, and then they go home in separate cars. The wife would go in her car, he'll go in his car. See, I've actually seen that happen uh, in several occasions as well, too, because, like I said, these women, they're sensitive to it because they, they've been in that same position before. So what, what can they say or what can they do? Well, and the sad part about that is women that get involved with these athletes. You know, Calvin Murphy um, had the nickname of Pocket Rocket. Okay. No joke. Fourteen children by nine different women. Right. And and then uh, faced molestation charges from five of his daughters. Yeah, and he was, was later acquitted of all of that. Yeah, he was later acquitted of all of that, but still, I mean, that's some pretty sick, sad stuff right there. And, you know, Here's here's the part I guess that gets me. If these men weren't athletes, would it be the same? No. It wouldn't. Mm. It would not be the same. It would definitely not be the same. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't, they wouldn't pull hood, the amount that they pull. Yeah, but in every hood. In every city, there's that one guy that um, has got, you know, 10, 11 kids, you know? And that's true. But first of all, let me just say this. What are these women thinking? And why do you want to keep having babies by men that you're not spending your life with? Now, I know of a woman who, at the age of 25, she already had five children by five different men. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't understand. And none of them had, I think maybe one of them actually had a job. You know, the guy that she had the last baby by actually was you know, basically supporting her, giving her money, taking care of her, doing everything he could, making sure the kids were totally taken care of. And, you know, he finally got so tired of it that he actually ran away. And the reason that he ran away was because he just couldn't deal with it. You know, she was always accusing him of being with someone else and seeing someone else and seeing someone over here and seeing someone over here. But now you and I have talked about this before on a previous show, and one of the things that my guest said, he said, there's no cookie like a new – that's exactly what he said. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter that you've got it really going on at home. There's something else out there. And that's what I find to be amazing because even as women, we can't, we can't compete with that. And the reason we can't compete with that is because no matter what, I don't care if my snatch is lined with gold, okay? <laughs> I don't care if you call it a snapping turtle. I, I mean, you know, you, you could, whatever it is, it's not going to matter because no matter what, there is always going to be somebody that does something more and does it better than I do. There's always going to be a woman out there who's a better lover, who does it more, does, does, does whatever it is more, and will do it better than I do. Regardless, no matter, you know, what, there's always going to be someone better. Because there always is someone better than you, right? So if yeah. that's what you think is going to hold on to somebody, it's not. What is, what is going to make the relationship strong is the communication, is what you have in common, is how you communicate, you know. And here's the thing. One thing I realized with any of the athletes that I was dating, even though they made it a point to tell me I was the only one, they weren't seeing anyone else, 
you know what, really do I look that stupid? Yes, of course you're going to take me to the high-profile event because I'm your woman. I should be at the high-profile event. You see what I'm saying? Right. You're going to take me to, to the fight in Vegas because we're sitting front row. So, of course, I'm going to be there with you. But, you know, now you're going to go to New Jersey, and I don't really have any desire to go to New Jersey. So you're going to go for four days to a trip to New Jersey to do what you need to do that, that follows through with your contract. But I need to remember that women are literally throwing yourselves, throwing themselves at them, and they are. When I dated Ken Norton, I can tell you people would literally say, oh, I'd like to take a picture with Ken. When I always stepped back, I never said anything, you know, and he would always try to pull me into the picture, and they would, the, the women that wanted to take pictures with him would say, oh, no, and he would say, oh, yeah, she's got to be in the picture. And I never wanted to be in the picture, you know what I'm saying? Right. But this was a way for him, at least he had enough sense in that aspect, this was a way for him to kind of protect himself. And at the same time, of course, he thinks he's giving me respect. But, I mean, these women, they amaze me because they don't walk up to him and grab him. I remember at a night that um, there were several different entertainers that were in town, and Shamar Moore was in town. He's the sweetest young man. He really is. He's a sweetheart. Total gentleman, very respectful. We were, we were at a function. I was in the VIP section with um, some family members, and, you know, was, we were having a great time. Shamar was all over the club, of course, and he had bodyguards around him because people were trying to rush him. And then he came, and we sat down, and we were, we were talking and laughing. And I was really laughing because women were standing in line to be with him and to spend time with him. And that was not even what we were about or what we did. It wasn't who we were. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was just cool with them, right? Mm -hmm. And these women were, I mean, I never forget. One of the women came into the VIP section, and I was standing there, and I went to turn and walk away. And he said, no, 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 stay right here. And I was like, okay. And that woman said, I will make you feel so good that you will never want to be with anyone else. Mm. And he literally turned around and he said to her, really, he said, do you know I've been told that about four times tonight? <laughs> wow. So that in itself to me was, you know, I mean, these women didn't care. They didn't make any difference to them. Um, wow. It made no difference to them whatsoever, and I thought it was amazing. I mean, I really, really thought, whoa, is this really happening? And it was. It was exactly that. It was really happening. That was exactly what was going on. And I was totally blown away by the whole thing because I'm the only person he danced with and we hung out, and I wanted nothing to do with him intimately. These women were climbing all over him. There were a few men that were trying to get close to him, too, but, you know, it was just, whoa. So it's That's not crazy. just athletes, it's actors. But, you know, I remember going into a room, and Michael Jordan had a friend traveling with him. And she had probably 10 pairs of shoes lined up against the wall. She had all her luggage, her clothes, everything was there. Every, I mean, you know, and he was on the road. So, you know, these guys, you would think, some of them are, they're great people with great personalities and they've got a lot going on. But right. you know what? To, I mean, no wonder it, Wilt Chamberlain bragged about the, the number of women he had been with. The truth of the matter is that if anybody else was ballsy enough to truly do that, 
their numbers would probably be very close to Wilt's. Yeah, you're right. I mean, because Wilt Chamberlain was not a good-looking man, and I know that. But, but Wilt was, I went Wilt to was dinner a king, with him. I went to, I Wilt went to was, dinner with Wilt. I, Wilt was a uh, king. He was a king of Wilt, all of that. Yeah, he, but he was he was not a good-looking man. He was a nice man. I met him through someone else. He actually wanted to take me to dinner, and I said to him up front, because I've always been very, I'm very blunt. <clears throat> and one of the things that I said is I said, I'm happy to go to dinner with you, but you need to know that I'm not remotely attracted to you in a romantic fashion. And he said, that's quite all right. I'll grow on you. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I'll never forget it. And I thought that was really sweet. But what he didn't know is I had already made plans after we were done with dinner that I was going to meet some friends later. And all this happened in um, California. In fact, I saw his home. He had, God, he must have had six or seven um, uh, government pinchers. You know, his house was beautiful. It was, it was a lovely home. He, he had it specially made you know, for his height and, you know, the way that he moved so that it was very open and he didn't have to duck, you know what I mean, within his own surroundings. Right. And he was a nice man, but I was not remotely interested. And I remember him telling me, you know, and we talked about it because his book had just come out. And I remember I said to him, I said, you truly actually urinated on these women? And he said, yeah. And I said, but he enjoyed it. And he said what he enjoyed was it was like reaching back to another time where they demeaned him in other ways. Yeah. And he literally felt some form of, of satisfaction or vindication. And, and And I could never get that. I never, you know... I've never wanted to pee on anybody. <laughs> never, never one of those things that I wanted to try. And to each his own, okay? I mean, you know, I've heard heard much worse of, of people who have different fetishes. So, But, you know, Will had, when I met him at the time, he was actually traveling. He had a home in the Orient. He had a home in, I want to say, it was in Spain, so I'm not sure if it was Barcelona or where it was. Um, and he had another home that was over in somewhere in Europe as well. But he had like three or four different homes. And he was buying a soccer team. So wow. he was at, at that time getting ready to get a soccer team, but even then he told me he had been with something like eight women at one time. Mm. And, again, for me, that was also a total turnoff because, you know, you can't compete with that either. So, you know, definitely not something I was interested in. But he did have someone that was very special to him overseas. But, again, you know, it wasn't like he was married to her, you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, you know, a lot of times it just, I think it just really varies, you know. Um, and you're and different some, men uh, have different. You get some, you get some uh, reaction here in the in the chat room. Guest number 2464 wants to know if you did sleep with Will Chamberlain. Oh, No. No, I wasn't attracted to him. That was that was a that was, that was a definite no no. Guess two, <laughs> no, guess, absolutely uh, guess, not. Guess two four six four says yeah right. Okay, well I, yeah, it never happened. I would have never. One thing about me, and that's that's why I love being who I am, is it never bothered me to say no. It if I did not feel like if there was an attraction, it was not going to happen. There was no begging. There was no pleading. There was no gifts. There was nothing anybody could do because I knew almost instantly 
It was something that I just knew. And the truth is, is when I know instantly that quick, it's a relationship. It's not a, a one-night stand. It's not a fly-by-night kind of thing. It's something that is going to be there. It's going to last. So I can't really explain it, but I knew instantly that we'll – but he was a nice man. You know, I, I remember sitting in um, at a, a an NCAA, NCAA tournament that they had one year, and I enjoyed the company of Pat Riley and Kareem. You know, and Kareem actually – I was a little shocked because he was so kind and we talked about um, he has a thing for Native American art and it's something that he's he was really interested in at that time. I you know, I haven't talked to him in, in years so I don't know if that's still something that was a passion of his, but they were just nice men. But at the same time I watched Kareem turn around when little boys came up and asked for his autograph that he said no. He wasn't giving it. It wasn't happening, you know. And, you know, I learned a long, long time ago, you know, it didn't make any sense to to just have sex with someone. It's not worth it. It's not, not my flavor. But I can tell you this. Fellas, check the weather report. Start putting a coat on it. You know, 14 kids by, you know, 11 different women. You know, that's insane. You know, and this is, if you're not an athlete, guys, you should know better. You know, this is, it's crazy. You wonder why you broke? That's why you broke. You don't have any money. They wonder what happened to all of these athletes after they, they quit playing their sport. Yeah, it's, 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 it's they're paying for their children. <laughs> you know, you I can't know, have any right. money left after that. They're children. So, you know what? The best part is, is if you're out there and you're enjoying yourself, enjoy yourself. But be cautious and be careful because real quick before we sign off, we've got about three minutes. And I'll tell you right now, one of the players who was a top player in the NBA, who I knew personally in San Francisco at a function, thought he was getting ready to tap that with what he thought was a beautiful woman. Uh-oh. And turns out one of those players ran up to him and said, uh, no, you don't want to go upstairs. And he's like, man, I'm going upstairs. No, 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 you don't want to go upstairs. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. He's like, I'm busy. He's like, no, no, you don't want to do this. And he's like, why are you cock And he said, I need to talk to you now. And he heard the urgency in his, in his uh, teammate's voice. And his teammate said, point blank, he said, she is a he. And when that statement was said, this player walked over and he said, if you're a dude, the only thing I'm going to say to you is run now. Which is exactly what this person did that looked like a girl. She took her heels off and she ran. And the next day when this player got on the bus, he had... So much grief given to him from the other players because he was kissing that person. And he was getting ready to go get busy with that person, not knowing that that person was not a woman but was a man that wow. was so beautiful and so drop-dead gorgeous it might have been on a more COVID show. Is it a man or is it a woman? <laughs> So, you know what? And I can tell you right now, he's not the first athlete that's happened to. By any means, he is not the first athlete that's occurred to. So, you know, there are a lot of things. I mean, you see things on Basketball Wives. You see all of these, these ballers. You see all of these different things, and you see the drama, but their lives are drama. But... 
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.